And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Marvelous, Monumental, Most Fascinating, Massively Mind-Bending Monday as we join our hearts and minds as one, drawing closer to the King of Kings and glorifying his name first. Remember, I've been saying this a lot and I need to say it again, so keep this in mind. Remember, Job's friends share truths but with the wrong assumptions. Never forget that. Uh, For were we born yesterday, that's one of the things that come out in the text. What? Were you born yesterday? Yes. (laughs) I'm so sick of people going, what, was I born yesterday? Yes. In comparison to a lot of people, you were born yesterday. The lesson is to take heed of those who went before us. And by the way, this is where that phrase comes from. And what do we learn about those who have come before us? Here it is. Ready? Here's the biggest lesson to learn. We are transient on the earth. Oh, man. Next, the fate of each person who neglects the Lord is this. They are dying while they are living. They cling to their houses for security. But that isn't going to last. Why? Because their houses are built on sand. And while they may appear to prosper, looks can be deceiving. For what people think will bring them security, including money, won't endure the test of time or the test of God. And finally, one of Job's friends goes, nor will he make evildoers prosper. That's wrong. I just, you heard me say, that's he's wrong. God will exalt somebody. In order to humble them, consider Pharaoh. He did it with kings, and he did it, he'll did. he do it with whoever he pleases, money or not. Money doesn't determine the favor of God, for God has chosen the poor of this world rich in faith. And faith is much more valuable than that of gold. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david, just a simple david, david, at the little at thingy at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you will talk to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. Dynamite. 
Let me tell you something about Dynamite D. Let me tell you something as I've learned and come to know him a little bit better as we spend days and days and days together. Dynamite D is the kind of person that will appreciate the things that you share with him on the phone. There you go. That's very true. That's I mean, (laughs) you are just like, you know, like you are a breath of encouragement. I love it. It's awesome. All right. Now, here's the thing. We're going to do our DNA in a second. So first, I got to go through my little runs and this little portion here. So, all right. If you've got a question, a thought, a comment, or you've got something, you've you got a prayer request, you got a praise report, got something going on, trying to just figure it out, trying to kind of work it all together, trying to put it together, awesome, 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 and awesome sauce. We think it's fantastic. Reach out to us. You can do that through the phone. You can do that through the text. You can do that through an email. You can go outside in your house and yell all you want. We're not going to hear it. We're in the middle of a building. But the idea is you have that opportunity to share, to connect, and do things with your brothers and sisters in the Lord. King David said, I am a companion to all them that fear you, and that's how we operate. We operate in Hebrews 10.25 and Hebrews 3.25, and it's all about strengthening one another as we see the day getting closer and closer. And hello, it's getting closer and closer, isn't it? Of course it is. All right, we will do a trivia question, and then we'll do our DNA, okay? Here's your trivia question, okay? In which month of Elizabeth's pregnancy did God send the angel Gabriel to Mary? There you go. Think you know the answer? 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email david at hemustincrease.org. We will now do our DNA. This is what we're built off of, our DNA. D stands for, ready? Draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Okay, let's do it together. Ready on the daily? Right, one, two, three. Daily. Okay, I mean, come on. In the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. And there it was. Daily. Spend time with the Lord every day. How much time? I don't care. Who cares? Just do it. Spend time with the Lord every day. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. That's getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse in the world. Too bad. Too bad. Not, nobody in the world has any heaven to put you in. It doesn't matter. They, 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 what they, who cares? Never be ashamed of what Jesus had to say. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means you are not living your life looking in a mirror. That's what it means. You're not just looking at yourself, okay? Instead of a mirror, you kind of want to use binoculars. (laughs) That's kind of how we would say it. Uh, You know, something like that. That's how you want to say it. That's our DNA. D, draw closer to the Lord daily, and never be ashamed of Jesus or or his words. And then A, always be ready to serve. Hear it again. Is there a trivia question? In which month of Elizabeth's pregnancy did God send an angel, the angel Gabriel, to Mary? In which month was that? If you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 as well, as well as you can send an email to David at he must increase. 
Org. Okay, we've got that rolling. we got that rolling. Don't forget to pray for us for wisdom. We all need wisdom. The ministry needs wisdom. I need wisdom. Boy, could I use some wisdom? I'll tell you, I could really use some wisdom. Anyway, and then uh, also, the one thing I am putting on people that we're going to kind of do throughout the year is, uh, you know, praying for your neighbors, praying for your neighbors. Now, the next segment, I'm going to share this thing about the buddy system. <laughs> Get ready. You've not heard about this before. In the meantime, we're going to get into the book of Job. Don't forget what we said. These are Job's friends. They're responding. Somebody is calling in, so we will give that a shot. We want to make sure to give people a shot. You know, the teaching is great. I love to do the teaching, but the fellowship is even more important. So somebody is ready for our opportunity to answer the trivia question. Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Annika. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, Annika. How are you doing? Well, pretty good. I'm just working on stuff around the house here, and I thought I'd take a chance at the answer. I didn't look it up, but I think I know the answer. Oh, that's so... See how brave you are, but see how willing... (laughs) You're willing to take the step. You know what? Peter was in that boat. He had to put his foot over the edge of the boat. That's exactly what you're doing. Stepping out in faith. There you go. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe not quite as dangerous, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> well, I'm going to hold my nose, but I believe uh, Elizabeth was in her sixth month. That is correct, Amundo! <laughs> she who was not supposed to have a baby was having a baby, and she was in her sixth month. So this was established. And what's amazing is six months in the womb and God is like, the baby leaps for joy. The baby was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then then Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. If you can be filled with the Holy Spirit at six months, it's a person. That's all I got. I got nothing else to say about it. It's like, yeah. okay, I mean, come on, that's just ridiculous. So anyway, excellent job on your part. Very, very good and, work. And it looks like from what I can understand when I read the passage that Mary stays until right before delivery yep. or delivery. No, she stayed right up to she stayed up quite a while, right up to the delivery, probably up to the delivery point. There's some argument as to whether she just left before or after. She probably left before when it gets uncomfortable and you're not a part of that uh, part of that process, then you just like get out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I, and I've been in that room where the, <laughs> where the where the get out orders have been given, you know, get out. Okay, bye. You know? <laughs> oh, well. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I believe you. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it isn't clear. That's very good. Well, thanks so much. Excellent job. Thank you. Okay. Uh, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Do we have more fun than any? How could this be a Monday? How? Our, our Mondays are not Monday, Dave. Um, they're just not Monday. Are they Monday? They're not Monday. Okay. All right. Let me do this text, you guys. I can't do this whole thing, I, so I'm just going to do this little bit, and then we'll cut. So I'm just going to do this little bit, okay? I just – I have to read this. So this is Bildad the Shoe Height. That's right. He's that short. Bildad the Shoe Height. You know, the height of a shoe. Okay. Stay with me, folks. Okay. okay. This is after he's, he's replying to Job because Job – <laughs> this is where I, I told you before. Chapter seven, Job, he, he nose dives. He's just like he's not going to curse the Lord. 
but he is in the challenge mode. He's moved, right? And you and I go through the same thing. Let's not try and be, you know, overly spiritual or fake spiritual about it. Sometimes you get into a trial and you start off that trial really good and you do really well. But then in time comes or situations come and you have to fight your way to stay and to maintain. So you get to see a little bit of that in Job. But I love what 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 Bill Dad said, even though you would think the answer is obvious, not quite as obvious as you think, he says this. He goes, just ask the former generation. Pay attention to the experience of our ancestors. For we were born but yesterday and know so little. (laughs) So for all the people that go, well, was it born yesterday? Yes. Compared to all the people that went before you who have experienced hundreds and thousands of years with God, you were born yesterday. That's Job chapter 8, and that's verse 6 and 7, 6, 7, and 8. Okay, so it's important to understand. You just ask the former generation, pay attention to the experience of our ancestors, which is a brilliant, right? You should pay attention to our ancestors, good, bad, or indifferent. When they did good, we should follow it. When they did bad, we should not follow it. What's the, what's the Hebrews? Or I'm sorry, Romans chapter fifteen verse four says things were written aforetime for our learning. Well, when you read Exodus, when you read Deuteronomy's and Numbers, you find out that when Israel did something good, it was great. That's a great thing. Follow that. When they did something bad, that was a bad thing. Bad thing. Don't follow that. Well, that's the experience of our ancestors. So compared to them, you know what? We were born yesterday. You might not be the turnip that fell off the truck, but we were born yesterday. Yes, that is how that goes. All right, we're going to take our break. Then we're going to come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The David Spoon Experience. There was a pastor. Now, I use that word with some reservation. Having been involved in uh, ministry and having the privilege of planting seven churches uh, throughout the United States and having three separate ordinations, I have a tremendous amount of respect for people who commit their lives into ministry. Uh, But whenever there's somebody on television or anywhere else that uh, is a nut job, then uh, I just call it like I see it. Okay, now that's what I call it. Call it like I see it. On the Sean Hannity show, uh, roughly about uh, two weeks ago, a reverend, so-called reverend Oliver White was on the show, and uh, Reverend Wright said this, and I'm going to repeat it because some of these things are just unbelievable. He said that Jesus was wrong about marriage. At least he didn't have the audacity to say he never said anything about marriage. He said Jesus was wrong about marriage and that marriage should be more than between a man and a woman. And then he proceeded to say this statement, ladies and gentlemen. He said this. Now, this isn't even the thing that's irritating. Then he proceeded to say this. If Jesus were alive today, he said, he would say, I didn't know it all. This is a man who's supposed to be representing Jesus Christ as a minister. This guy's no minister. And if you want to say, well, that's judging, I'll take that judgment all day long. All day long, I'll take that judgment, no matter what anybody says. Here's a guy that says two things. One, Jesus was wrong about marriage. Two, if Jesus were alive today, any person who proclaims or professes to be a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ and questions whether Jesus Christ is alive today or not is not a minister, but a false teacher. I don't care. 
I don't care if you like it. I don't care if you think that's mean. That's irrelevant. Facts are facts. And here's the thing that uh, just overwhelms me. This overwhelms me, ladies and gentlemen. Any person who is in public office, now this goes with this, all three, three of these things go together. Any person who is in public office who changes their convictions about same-sex marriage because another family member has made a decision to go into the lifestyle of being gay or lesbian, any person who changes their convictions, their biblical Christian convictions, based on another family member changing their status uh, into a, a gay or lesbian lifestyle, and then that person then changes their Bible convictions to, uh, to accommodate their family member is not fit to be a Christian. That's right. I said it. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Well, I'm telling you, this is, we just don't even, I don't even know what a Monday is anymore. What is a Monday? I have no idea. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Let's see if we can get this one. Here you go. All right. Ready? Here you go. Here's your trivia question. And then I'm going to talk about something we haven't talked about. The author to the book of Hebrews describes someone who is far greater than angels. Who is this person? Who is this person who's far greater than angels, according to the book of Hebrews? If you think you know, uh, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. Or you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. I think you're going to go, I'm pretty sure it's Hebrews 1. So everybody is getting this one right, and that is good. Al is getting the pow-pow on this. That's a double pow-pow for Al today, just to let you know. Pretty good, Al. Pretty good. And then you got him and Joanne. Joanne and Cordelia and then Al. They just kind of com- compete for it. But that's through text. That's not necessarily the call, and that's something to remember. Okay. Now, I want to introduce something that we haven't talked about. Okay? All right. And, and because I'm introducing this, we're only going to do very short comedic stuff. Okay? All right. Great. I want you to do something you haven't done before. I want you, while you're listening to the show, just just bear with me, listening to different people call in, listening for different prayer requests, listening for different praise reports. I want you to listen during the show. Then I want you, now listen, just, just, just listen. I want you to pick one person for the month of February, okay, so you got plenty of time to do this, that you will commit to pray for that specific person the whole month. You will be their buddy in prayer. I want you to listen. I don't want you to choose ahead of time because you might, oh, I like this person. I like what they talk. That's fine. I just want you to do this in partnership with the Lord. Listen. When somebody does call, when somebody does respond, when we share something somebody wrote, anything along those lines that communicates, 
I want you to, wherever the Lord gravitates you, I just want you to commit to pray for that person throughout the month of February. Now, when we say pray for that person, that does not mean spend three hours banging your head on the sink saying, God, do this, God, do this. Paul made it very clear. I prayed for you when I mentioned you to the Lord. You can mention them, but I just want you to make that commitment. I'm not going to make you sign a piece of paper like that's like that would help. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to do it before you and the Lord. Just pray for that person. Put the extra effort in. That is called the buddy system. I want you to find a buddy and pray for your buddy. Okay? That's what I want you to do. Find a buddy. Pray for your buddy. If you are so inclined, we will see if there are connections that we can make in that, and then they can give you more and more to pray with. We'll talk about that down the road. But listen for somebody Pray about it, make sure the Lord's in it, and pray for that person in the month of February. Okay? That's a task. I know. It's a big one. It will take you at least five seconds a day, but I feel in my heart you can pull it off. All right? All right. Uh, Real quickly, we're going to do a repeat on the trivia. We will do four very, very fast one-liners and then go into the teaching, which is the biggest part. Uh, The question is the – somebody's calling in. There you go. The author to the Book of Hebrews describes somebody who is far greater than angels who is this person. That is the question that we are asking. Remember, the author of Hebrews is not specifically known. It could be multiple. There's multiple candidates. That's great that there's candidates. If God wanted everybody to know, he would have told everybody. Uh, But that's the reality. And some people say it's Paul. It's definitely not Paul. Different style altogether. Uh, is, Is this for a trivia? It is. Sound like a new caller, so. Okay, fire away. Fire him on in. Let's go. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Yes, sir. Hi. This this is Danny. Hi, Danny. How are you? Good, sir. Thank you. Um, uh, greater than angels? The only one I can think? My yeah. heart is Jesus? That is correct, greater? Danny! You are right! You, <laughs> you got it, brother. That's it. Greater than angels, greater than, than the next chapter. They go into greater than Moses, which is important because people really thought Moses was at that upscale. Greater than Abraham, greater than anybody. Jesus is the number one superstar of all. The light. The light of the world. <laughs> Excellent job, Danny. That was great, great work. Thank you, sir. You are more than welcome, and you call in any time, all right? Yes, sir. You got Thank it. Thank you. All right. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you, sir. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Great job by Danny. Excellent work. All right. Good job. All right. Now, I got four fasties. <laughs> I don't know. Four fa- Do you, Can you say stuff like that? Are you kidding? We play the Three Stooges on this show. Are you kidding? Fasties. Fasties. They're, they're, they're just really interesting quotes. I'm not going to tell you who. Two of these are from very spiritual people, and two of these are not. But listen to these four statements on prayer. If you want to try and guess who's who, but I'll, I'll just leave that there. But here you go. Four statements on prayer. Okay? All right. Here you go. Here's the first statement. Ready? Most people do not pray. They only beg. Ooh. Oh. Wow. That's powerful. Right? Now, watch this one. Prayer gives a person the opportunity of getting to know a person they hardly ever meet. And I am not talking about God. <laughs> like, ow! Watch this statement. Here's another one. I love this one. Is prayer your steering wheel or your spare tire? 
Is it your steering wheel or your spare tire? Oh, that's good. And here's the last one. You got to know this is just brilliant. Some things in prayer have to be believed in order to be seen. There you go. Got to believe it to see it. That's just the kingdom. You know what I mean? The kingdom is like, in order to live, you got to die. In order to receive, you got to give. <laughs> in order to see, you got to believe. It's just all the other way things around. Okay. All right. Great job on that by Danny, by the way. All right. So now I want to go back and, and do this one thing. And I'm going to take a little extra time here because it's important to do it. And I just want you to hear it. I'm not going to spend uh, forever on it, but you should know it. And it should be in our thoughts, especially like on days like today. Uh, picking it back up from Bill Dad, the shoe height, he said, just ask the former generation, pay attention to the experience of our ancestors for we were born for we were born. But yesterday, but uh, and and know so little here. Listen to this. This is verse nine. Our days on earth are as transient as a shadow. Our days on earth are as transient as a shadow. Might say as brief, whatever whatever the version is. This is no different that was written in the book of James saying that our life is but a mist or a vapor. Our life is like a shadow. Let me explain something to you. This life can be pretty awesome if we do it with the Lord. But this life is exceedingly short. So you know what people will say, and people say this, and I, I want to I drive this home. I want to make sure people understand this. People will say, you know, life is short. You never know what could happen. And that always comes up when somebody either almost dies or somebody has died. Let me be part of the chorus that gives insight into that and says, every day we should be numbering our days, like Proverbs says. Every day we should be aware that there is an appointment for man once to die and then the judgment. There is a day, and that day is coming for each individual, and collectively when the day is declared by the Lord. Our journey on earth is a visiting one. Have you ever gone on vacation in your life? Have you ever gone to Las Vegas or Hawaii or if you're in Texas to Florida or if you went to California, then you still get a shot. But uh, the idea here is <laughs> you just wherever you've gone, any vacation at all, do you know you get on the vacation? Well, I've done this. You get on vacation, it's like, all right, right? What happens in about five days? Oh, no. <laughs> Why? Because you have to leave. Why? Because it's a vacation. It's not permanent. Do you understand? It's, it's temporary. It's transient. It's a shadow. One of our best vacations ever we went on. It was eight days. It went like by like in eight minutes. <laughs> so fast. But that's the point. The point is this journey, this earthly journey, our days on the earth, they're limited. We're just visiting, you know, that, you know not of this world, the NOTW, or just visiting, just exactly what Hebrews chapter 11, 13 through 16 says, which we're going to be getting into in about, I think, about six or seven weeks. You're here temporarily. I know the relationships are important. I think they're important, too. I think my relationship with my wife is the most important human relationship there is, most important. 
My relationship with my kids is next. My relationship with my grandkids follows that. The only reason the grandkids stand up a little better is because they haven't done as many things wrong yet. Right? I mean, come on. But it's all temporary. But there is a relationship we are going to that is not temporary. It is not transient. It is not a shadow. It is the very foundation of existence. And at the center is the glory of the king of the universe. So Bildad was right when he said this. And this is why I'm trying to say to you, there's some things they said that were right. What they did was they had a lot of wrong assumptions on Joe. But it's true, folks. It's short. It's a short journey. It's quick. Make sure, make sure it's right with the creator of the universe so that you can enjoy him for all eternity. Because that is going to be the forever. This is a short little trip. What's coming is outstanding. It goes past the test of time. Listen to this line. Because it goes past time. Oh. That's right. God created time for man. Just think about that. How we mark the days, the hours, the weeks, the months. That's what the sun and the moon are all about. Ah, it's so weird, isn't it? Yeah, well, get used to it. We're going to hang out with God. We're going to be dancing on streets of gold. We're going to be smiling. There's going to be no pain. We're going to be filled with joy and happiness. I look forward to the day. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? Imagine yourself on a rocket ship racing at 1,000 miles an hour into space. Once there, you can sense the power and the presence of the majestic and the divine. You forget about your troubles and your fears, and you just float in peace without a worry in the world. There are no struggles, no pain, no discomfort. It's soothing, calm, comfortable. But then the show starts, and you realize that none of that stuff has anything to do with the show. What were you thinking? The David Spoon Experience, only for the brave of heart and the bored. What is the David Spoon experience? So we're going to bring Annika on the phone so she can answer her own trivia question. It's amazing because we had some people uh, able to answer part of the question, the other part of the question, and one person answered both parts of the question. Actually, two people did that, so that would be Joy and and, and Deb. Uh, so Annika, are you there with us? Hello? Is this Annika? Yes. Hello. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Okay. We took your suggestion and we went with it. 
<laughs> and did you get very many responses? We did. We get a lot. Of, we get a lot of responses. What did was like multiple in the text? Nobody was going to call in. I think they were all like, "Ooh, that's a big one." Ooh. <laughs> but I'm going to give you the chance. So I'm going to ask you both questions and let you take the floor and answer the questions. These were the the trivia question was. Who was Jemima's dad? That was the first question. And then the second part of the question is, what does Jemima mean? So let's go first for the dad. Uh, Who was Jemima's dad? Her dad was Job, and she was part of his second family after his first family was destroyed. That is correct. And now for part two. So you're going for a two. You're going for a double. Here you go. And what did her name mean? Okay. According to Cruden's complete concordance, her name means dove, but it's a word of doubtful meaning. So you tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. First of all, first of all, the second answer, correctamundo. So you got that correct, too. So the only part of the doubtful part is that when uh, when Noah or was Noah's putting stuff out, it's like he didn't know what the animals were going to do and that kind of thing. It's more like uh, just going to throw this out there and hope it works. Uh, so it's more along those lines. But Dove is the correct answer, and it is interesting to think that Job was the father and Dove was the answer, and uh, connected to you know uh, Noah in a certain sense of being rest uh, after that kind of dramatic experience and trial often god brings people when they've gone through something that dramatic rest sometimes welcome back to that david spoon experience thank you for joining us here at kwam 770 the truth station here in texas that's kwamen 770 the truth station here in texas Getting ready for our next trivia question. Now, this is a tough one, okay? Uh, Typically, what I'll do is if there's five trivia questions, it's usually the second-to-last one. Today's four, but the second-to-last one that make it a little tougher. I can make it really, really hard and ask you, you know, know, when when you were allowed to eat the fruit after how many many years, uh, according to the Levites, but we're not talking about that right now. What we're asking is, what did Gabriel say about himself to Mary? <gasps> what did Gabriel say about himself to Mary? Hmm, interesting. Uh, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, David, at he must increase.com. I'm going to send you up to the website, as we often do at this particular time. Two things to remind you of. Uh, finances. We don't make any. We don't make any. Do we? We don't make it. It's like, look, you're not getting a special coin. You're not getting a special anointed Bible. If your Bible is not anointed by the Holy Spirit, you have no chance. <laughs> so, so I just want to say that. So just, oh, but this person blessed it. Well, that's just fantastic. Anyhow, uh, bottom line is you get a receipt at the end of the year. That's what you get. That's it. There you go. But you also help other people because in our ministry, we have probably about 400 
and 50, almost 500 emails and letters of people that have just been like really blessed. So we're helping people, right? That's what we want to do. And so you help uh, promote that. And we would ask you to continue to do so. Uh, it is 100% deductible. That's all good and well and good. But we want you to give because the Lord puts it on your heart. Because then it's between you and the Lord, and then the argument can only be between you and the Lord. You see, that's just, that's my, you know, that's very manipulative. You mean to make it between you and God? Okay. Uh, check out he must org. Prayer request? He must increase.org. Praise report? He must increase.org. Looking to give to this ministry? He must increase.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. <laughs> Uh, all right, that is people doing the cold plunge. Now, the cold plunge is when you go into 50 degrees or less water. They do the cold plunge, and they're so cold, they turn into ice underneath the water. What In Buffalo. Okay. Doing what? In Buffalo. In Buffalo. Okay. That would make sense because it's, it's cold in Buffalo. Although it was cold here, but it was cold in Buffalo. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> in Buffalo. All right. Uh, your question. Uh, what did Gabriel say about himself to Mary? What did Gabriel say about himself to Mary? There's like five answers you can do in this, so I'm going to kind of leave it there. 972-445-0770. You can also text 214-210-8483. Or send an email to David at he must increase.org. In the meantime, we're going to do our his tori. Let's go live in the All right, uh, a couple of things to tell you. Very important. I think that D will uh, appreciate one of the two, one of the three of these. First of all, it's National Handwriting Day, and I am the reason why they invented a word processor because I have the worst handwriting. You just could not believe how bad it is. You and me both. My dad I, I, once called it chicken scratch. It is terrible. It's, <laughs> it's like being a doctor writing a prescription without being a doctor writing a prescription. It's just terrible. I'm just terrible at that. It's National Pie Day. Yum. Hello. Yum. Your favorite? Yum. What's your favorite pie? Wow, Dave. That's a tough question. I mean, we have um, got about three choices. We can go with cherry, we can go with apple, or we can go with... Um, Pecan, or we can oh, go a sweet pecan. potato. We got a lot of different. Choices. Okay, all right. I won't make you do that. Uh, it's just it's National Pie Day, everybody. Okay. Wink, wink. Okay. Uh, this is great, and just listen. It's funny. You might not think it's funny, but it is funny. So just bear with me. It's Snowplow Mailbox Hockey Day. Explain. Okay. Because of all the hard work, snowplow drivers get to have a little fun today. They're allowed to see how many mailboxes they can knock over with their plows and are given 20 extra points for boosting one into the next township. It's unclear how many points are given to the snowplow drivers for just a normal mailbox takedown. So who puts the mailboxes back up? Uh, it's, uh, that's why I think it's a little bit of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say because otherwise it could be a snowplow driver's missing day tomorrow. 
<laughs> That's what I would think. All right. Okay. Uh, last couple of things to tell you. 1920 on this day, so 103 years ago, the inventor of the Frisbee, Fred Morrison, uh, was born. He was an American inventor. He invented the Frisbee. I mean, it's pretty good. Pretty good. It's pretty good. So it's like, watch this. I'm going to sell a bazillion of these. Uh, and then uh, 1975, the TV comedy Barney Miller was on. And then 1983, the A-Team. Starring Mr. T, a pity the fool. Uh, starred in 1983 on NBC. There you go. Okay. That's me crumpling up the paper. All right, last on the trivia question. I think the trivia question stumped a few people. What did Gabriel say about himself to Mary? There's an angel. What did he say about himself? You guys should know this in the beginning of Luke. Okay. Uh, 972-445-0770. Uh, 214-210-8483 is the text. And David at he must org is the email. At this point, I'm going to say that Deb has got the pow-pow on that one. Uh, let's go to this text. This is an amazing, amazing thing. And I think everybody will absolutely identify with what I'm about to talk about. This is still... Bildad, we're going to kind of finish off with Bildad, and he says this amazing, amazing thing. He says this. Can papyrus reeds grow where there is no marsh? Can bulrushes flourish where there is no water? While they are still flowing, not ready to be cut, uh, they begin to wither. Such is the fate of all who forget God. The hope of the godless comes to nothing. Everything they count on will collapse. They are leaning on a spider web. They cling to their home for security, but it won't last. Okay. I want to take this time to make sure everybody understands the fate of each person who neglects the Lord is this. Listen to what I say to you. They are dying while they are living. We might be wasting away physically, but we are growing spiritually, and we are growing unto the Lord and preparing to, to step into an eternal home that is filled with glory in a glorified body. How's that going to be? I don't know, but it's going to be cool. But people who are godless, people who neglect God, they're dying while they're alive. I want you to hear that. They're dying while they're alive. And you know what they do? They cling to their home for security. Their house is their safety. And they can't imagine what life would be like without having that safety. But let me tell you something. If your safety is in a structure or in a building, you are going to be severely disappointed. Maybe not in the first 10 years, 20 years, or 30 years, but eventually you're going to be severely disappointed. Every building that's built that's, that's not built in the Lord is built on sand. And at some point, the storm breaks through. So when Bill Dad is talking about this, we're just picking up on this one particular point. He's like, look, this is the fate of all who forget God. The hope of the godless comes to nothing. There is nothing that they hope for, nothing that they can stand for or believe in that can endure past 20, 30, 40, 50 years, and then it is no more. It ceases. 
our hope keeps building. It keeps growing. It gets stronger. One of the great things about the Christian faith is the closer you get to the Lord, the more you begin to understand there's so much that's going to be poured out upon you, more than you even imagined when you said yes the first time. It's like the growing part is knowing the greatness that God has prepared for you. And you grow in that hope, and you get stronger in that hope. And that hope, it's a, the Bible says in Peter, it's a living hope. It's a lie. People that forget God, all of their hope comes to nothing. It just disappears. And they cling to their house as though the house that they live in is going to be their security. Forget the process of eminent domain. So if the government decides you're not going to stay in your house, you're not staying there. Forget all that. <laughs> That's just a procedural issue. God is telling them your home will not last. People are thinking, well, no, I think I think that has to do with their, their family life. No, actually, in this particular case, it actually has to do with their home. And they are just gonna dis it's just gonna disappear. And then it's gonna be the end. And there'll be nothing to replace it. That is what the godless have. That is what those who reject God have to look forward to. Your hope, your faith, your strength is eternal. Theirs is disappearing, even while they're living in it. It's, watch this, fact, it's deteriorating, even while they're in it. What did Gabriel say about himself to Mary? I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. That's what he said to Mary, folks. Okay, we're going to take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Have you ever wanted to get involved with a ministry that promotes Jesus Christ as Lord, but just don't know how? Serving in ministry is a matter of devotion, time, and talent. Are you looking for a place to try and test the waters? Do you want to get involved? Come join the Ambassadors Initiative. Be an ambassador for the David Spoon Experience. It doesn't pay great. Actually, it doesn't pay anything. But the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassador's Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry. No parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. What is the David Spoon experience? Uh, let me tell you what I, I, I'm, I'm, to, I'm torn between the two. I'm twixt between the torn two. You want to know why? I've got the biggest breaking story ever. No, to you be, need to do that I'm, first. Yeah. I just can't wait. More than, more than my whole thing about the four-way stop sign? 
Yep. You, you want me to do the number one story? That's Ladies right. and gentlemen, you better get ready. Here's what, here's my advice. I don't give this advice very often, and I don't give it uncheckfully. What's uncheckfully? I don't know. Here's the biggest story you have ever heard on the David Swin Experience. If you have children who are listening, uh, if you are not in a car, it's time to cover their errors or send them into another room. That's how chilling this is. Ladies and gentlemen, I have it off the press literally within the last two and a half hours. Uh, actually, it's less than two and a half hours ago. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. I have it right in my hands. Get ready. Do not, do not get nauseous when you hear this. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a fact that as of today, the Navy, the United States Navy, officially has made its proclamation. Ready? Ready? Are you ready? Are you listening? This is the most important thing ever. You ready? That Captain Crunch is a fraud. Ladies and gentlemen, the United States Navy has declared that Captain Crunch... I do not buy it. No, listen to this. Here's why. Let me tell you why. Captain Crunch has three stripes on his cuffs, and that signifies a commander and not a captain. So uh, the United States Navy has made it absolutely known today, Captain Crunch, nay... He nay a captain. Nay. Now, it is true. Are the cereal? No. Commander Crunch? Yes, Commander Crunch. That's the new. That's why I told you, don't let your kids hear this. It is possible that that uniform could represent either German or Portuguese Navy. They are not sure because all of those uniforms were lost with uh, their great navies. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's K-double-A-man. K-double-A-man. K-double. Not even a single. Double A-man. Right here in Texas. Thank you very much. All right. Like that, I just really kind of bleeding that out right now. That there. was pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, Jenny made a point that her Bible doesn't quite say it the way that that's uh, that's in there. That's okay, Jenny. I mean, there's uh, multiple versions, that's the one we were looking for. But if your Bible says it a little differently, that's okay. I would give you credit still if you knew it. Okay, all right, just let you know. All right, <laughs> we're not we're, we don't grade on a curve, we just grade on grace and wisdom and whatever we can come up with. Uh, okay, here we go. Let's see. I uh, got that done, got that done, got that done. I'm just double-checking. This next part's going to be uh, lights out. Here is your last trivia question. See if you can get this. True or false, according to Jesus, in Matthew 22, angels do not marry. Angels do not marry. According to Matthew 22, true or false? If you think you know the answer, so you say it's 50-50. Right? Okay. Uh, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. Okay, so we had Al had two pow-pows, Deb had a pow-pow, and Joanne and Cordelia had a pow-pow. Those are the pow-pows today. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. It's an interesting portion. So I'm going to read the end of, 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 of Bill Dad's speech and just one portion of Job's speech, and then we're going to stop there. Okay, And remember, I told you 
up and coming, up and coming. We're taking bigger leaps, bigger jumps uh, of Joe because I, I can't go through each thing. It'll just take forever and a day, and, and I have a big mouth. Uh, again, trivia, true or false, according to Jesus in Matthew 22, angels do not marry. Is that true or false? Uh, 972-445-0770. Also, you can text 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at he org. So now here's what I want you to get. You're going to find out, and this is something you need to be aware of, and, and, and I hope I can teach this right, but I want you to understand it. Job chapter 9, verse 20. Okay? Now listen, because I'm going to show you something that somebody who is, you know, uh, uh, spiritual is just wrong about okay <laughs> job's not the only person who's wrong so job chapter not uh, chapter 8 chapter 8 verse 20 but look god will not reject a person of integrity comma nor will he make evildoers prosper he will yet fill your mouth with laughter and your lips with Shouts of joy, those who hate you will be clothed with shame, and the tent of the wicked will be destroyed. Then Job spoke again. Yes, I know this is all true in principle. So there's two things I want to point out to you. One, Bildad is wrong. Now, did you hear what I just said? You say, well, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, what do you mean? Well, he said, God will not make evildoers prosper. And it's like, well, that's it. God will never make an evildoer prosper. Not true. <laughs> People are like, not true. God will exalt somebody just to cut them down, especially if they're evil. He will exalt them to make an example of them. Just consider Pharaoh and how he stubbornly moved in Pharaoh's heart and wouldn't let Pharaoh change. And then if you really want to get the true answer to how this works, read Psalm 73. If you've not read Psalm 73, stop it. Read Psalm 73. Get, get through the first 20 verses. Why? Because it says this. Truly, God is good to Israel, to those who are pure of heart. Okay, cool. But as for me, I came so close to the edge of the cliff. You ever feel like you're at the edge? My feet were slipping and I was almost gone. For I envied the proud when I saw them prosper despite their wickedness. You see, Bildad is wrong. They seem to live such painless lives. Their bodies are so healthy and strong. They aren't troubled like other people or plagued with problems like everybody else. They wear pride like a jeweled necklace. Bildad was not correct. God will let the wrong, the evil of spirit, prosper because of this. Verse 17, same psalm. Then one day I went into your sanctuary, O God. And I thought about the destiny of the wicked. Truly, you put them on a slippery path and send them sliding over the cliff to destruction. You see, the Lord may allow the wicked to prosper, the evildoer to prosper for a season. But they will not prosper for eternity. And that's the big substantial difference. As Bildad's like, no, God will never let the evil do or prosper. False. That's false. You're wrong. Sure he will. And then he will judge the evildoer, both here on earth and in eternity. And that's what the psalmist Asaph is saying when he, when he gets into the sanctuary of God. He's like, oh, yeah, those evildoers aren't getting away with nothing because they're going to pay the price.
And then I like what Job says. And then we'll, we'll close it with this, and then I'll answer the trivia question. Job speaks again. This is chapter 9, verse 2. Yeah, I know all this is true in principle. <laughs> a principle is a truth. He's like, Job is like, yeah, I know this is all right, except, <laughs> except man's principles and God's principles are often not on the same wavelength. And God's approach to something and the way he does something, including your trials, are not on your wavelength. And guess what? He doesn't owe you to be on your wavelength. You owe him confidence, faith, and trust in his faithfulness. God doesn't owe it to you. You owe it to him. And so if the Lord lets people who we would never let prosper, if he lets them prosper, that's his business, isn't it? What is it that, that that Jesus said to Peter regarding John? What is that to thee? Followest thou me? In other words, that's none of your business. You follow me. That's your business. And so I love that Job says that. Yeah, I know it's true in principle, but he's like, yeah, I know that's the principle of things, but that's not how things are panning out. That's right, because God doesn't make things pan out to our appeasement. It's to his appeasement. And he knows exactly what he's doing. And you and I, who have confidence in God's grace and love for us, should have an equal confidence in God's righteous judgment for others. Shouldn't you? I mean, he's more than gracious to all. But if, you, if somebody fries, it's a decision they're making. I'm just saying. That turn to burn's not always wrong. Okay? All right. True or false, according to Jesus in Matthew 22, angels do not marry. Well, that is 100% true. Matthew 22, verse 30, angels do not marry. And in eternity, they will not be. there will not be marriage or people given in marriage. I don't think there will be any additional weddings past the big one. All right. Uh, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22 and a half hour break. Then we'll come back. More insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM. DJRD Broadcasting or its sponsors. <laughs>